Stromer's in New York City, but he's yeah, still and this, it's good a, to go. It's a, big, it's a big hot show today. You know why? Because we talk about out-of-square framing, and what do you do? What, how do you cover a bathroom tile job that you no longer like? It's, it's hot and big. Hot. And also, the, the, the history of Marlite. Hot oh Marlite talk. Man, yeah. they should send over a fruit basket. All right, we'll yes, do sir. that. First, there's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know it's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. What's up, everybody? It's all-star and World Series champ Nick Swisher here, and I'm stoked to tell you about my new podcast, The Nick Swisher Show, right here on Podcast One. If you know me, you know I've worn a lot of hats in my career, and each one of them has had highs, lows, and a whole lot of learning in between. And that's exactly what I'm bringing to this podcast. You're going to get crazy interviews with athletes from their struggles to their successes and all their unbelievable superstitions along the way. You're going to hear from hometown heroes that are stepping up to the plate and making positive change and influences in their communities. I mean, we've got scientists, coaches, comedians. I'm telling you, whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just looking for a little energy in your life, then Home Plate is right here. It's old school soul with new school vibes. It's the Nick Swisher Show, coming soon wherever you get your podcasts. This is Corolla Digital. A master carpenter who's here to help you out. If you can't fix it, then let A show you how. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the church. We're going to mandate. Get it on. Get it on from New York City. Stromer's in New York City. What you yeah. doing? Following your son well, around? No, now uh, my my daughter won this uh, teenage film festival. Oh so my she's going to come collect an award. We're going to watch her film. Uh, and then my my wife's directed this Melissa Etheridge show. Oh, that's right. Really good. Yeah. Man. So my the, the girls in the Stromer family really our potential i can retire and just sit back and let it all come rolling in you got two pretty good potential earners in terms of I the uh, offspring you got a phenom yeah. basketball star for a son you yeah. have a yeah. a award-winning filmmaker as a daughter what what is yeah. this film this is it, it it was uh based on her feeling like i'm a teenage girl now and uh i've lost that like little girl feeling and all these bitches in school are so mean and awful to each other that I, I don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> so she kind of made this movie about that, which is really amazing. It's amazing. Actually, it's, it's, it's really well done. Is and I a- tried to, I'm pretty good, you know, with cameras and stuff. And I, you know, I have a lot of gear and I tried to help 
shoot with her and she just basically kept yelling at me hold the damn camera and if you pan one more time i'm gonna kill you is, like that's where she's at <laughs> is it a short yeah it's like about three minutes short oh it's only three minutes long yeah yeah that's yeah. as short a short as i've heard in a while i think it's three to five somewhere around there three to five i can't remember exactly close to three to five somewhere in there so she's in new york in a film festival yes yeah it's it's the independent teenage film festival national film festival really wow. cool man wow isn't that amazing i know she won the high school festival with it then they submitted it and then it got into this one wow that is yeah. uh that is impressive and i know i wanted to come, i wanted to come watch you do your thing and your editing based stuff learn how to do that so maybe you can take her under your wing i shall Although I don't know if she Appreciate needs my help at this point. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Questions, Gary, vids, tweets, calls. What do we got? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and start with the video question this week. I want to thank everyone who's been submitting their video and email questions, and I want to encourage you to please continue to do so. You can email them to us at aceonthehouse at adamcarolla.com. You can tweet them to us at aceonthehouse. And, uh, of course, you can uh, go to aceontheroof.com if you want to watch the videos that we play in each episode. Uh, I am now realizing I have to share this through Zoom so Stromer can see it. So just give me 10 seconds here. Ace. Okay, so so let me just tell you, um, Ace, man, I'm walking through Manhattan this morning getting my, my steps in with my new my new watch. Oh, you got a watch. Yeah, yeah, I got steps. the watch. And, mm-hmm. and it's counting the steps. And I'm watching all these poor guys load up freight elevators, doormen are letting carts come in with gear, like saws and you know, their toolboxes and all that stuff. And, you know, like to get even into the apartments to remodel something, to bring any tools in, it's such a nightmare pain in the ass, right? Because everything is vertical. You can't just spread your stuff out, right? Yeah, when it, it, it's, it's whenever I go, go through ahead. New York, there's always projects going on left and right. And I always marvel at how much they can get done in this super condensed area because parking alone you know, what you want when you're doing a remod is for the neighbor to be out of town and say you can use his driveway. You know, you just need places for vans and trucks to pull up. You got to offload all that stuff. There's just no room in that place. And it's it's amazing right. how they've adapted to it, how they can build yeah. in such a condensed population all right, we have a vid question ready, so says Gary. That's right, we do. And this one comes to us from Joe. It says, hey, fellas, I had to remove the old stair nose on this basement staircase landing. I want to replace it. I'm not sure how to f- how this fits into the structural en- uh, stringers on the side. Let me know how you'd do it. Thanks, Joe. Hmm. Oh, so they're let in. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hot, hot stair talk. talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hot stair talk. What she got? This is the basement landing and stairs. It's used to have plywood on top of it with indoor outdoor carpeted, glued down and stapled. Mm-hmm. I pulled that up, and the stair nose tread was foobar. So I yanked it out, and I am now going to replace it with hardwood oak, and then have someone sand and finish it. Can I just slide a stair nose tread into here? You can see that this has um, a notch out for it, and these uh, 
side trim pieces are the support for all of the stairs, so I can't remove them or anything. Jesus. I want to know how you would handle that. Would you maybe bevel this edge or cut here? I would prefer not to do that to get a stair nose tread in there at level so I can finish doing the uh, hardwood. Thanks. All right, so it's got the bull nose, the the nosing, and it's it's let in on both sides. It's mortised in, I don't know, quarter inch, three sixteenths on each side. Uh, now, if it's here's how I would do it, um, I think if the stairs were, would you tell me, Stromer? Yeah. If the stairs were 36 inches wide in between the stringers, if it was 36 inches in between the stringers, and maybe it's 35 and three quarters, maybe it's 40, maybe it's 28. I don't know. But right. whatever that right. whatever that number is, I would <clears throat> figure out how far it's let in on each side. Let's say it's a quarter inch each side. I would cut my bullnose or my stair nose at 36 and a quarter. I would drop it in one side fully, push it to the butt front of the step, and then slide it over an eighth of an inch, getting both sides in the lead in, but not fully, of course, in the lead in, because if you cut it that long, you won't get it in. Right. That makes sense. I think that's yeah, and and the only other thing would be that he you know he might have to router out more of the lead in area because we don't know if the tread is going to fit in what that pre existing you know opening is right. Do we know exactly that that's going to come out into the same exact spot? Show it to me again, Gary. I he's just trying to get the bull nose on there, so. The bull nose should be. But the, do we even know? Do we even know if his bull nose is that? It's not going to positionally be there exactly. You see what I'm saying? Because the because the plywood's going to make it go up too high. I, he may want to paint this shit at a at a certain point. I know I that's mean, what I'm thinking. Uh, because I, because it's it's at zero where the where the plywood. If the yeah, uh, no, I agree. The would go. Yes, right, right. I, I, but I, I think he said he was going to take it out or something, which I was also questioning. I'm just going to answer his question, which is if I had something that was 34 inches wide and the lead in on each side was a quarter inch, I would basically take my tape, butt it into one of the lead ends, go to the other side and cut it right with the stringer yes and then yes. pop it in and slide it over so Correct. so you had your coverage all right that's right. all i got for him what else yeah. uh, you got gary well let's go to an email question we've got here and uh, this one's actually less of a question than uh just a shout out to one of our sponsors and it says uh it says our pool lights went out and we decided instead of replacing the old ones we went with rechargeable ones we used jb weld Let's see here. We used JB Weld water weld to adhere to our PebbleTech pool. I didn't have the drainer, and and it worked perfectly on an incredibly uneven surface. Thanks, Jimmy James Holtz. Wow, we. PebbleTech pools, man. That is a a marker. I remember Stromer, Stromer and I always talk about 
not wanting to put a time stamp on your house other than exactly. when it was built. I was I was doing an old Spanish place in the Hollywood Hills from 1927. Uh, it came time to replaster the pool. And I remember the pool guy was pushing hard for pebble tech. And I was like, yeah. no, it needs to look like a 1920s pool. And he's like, everyone is going with pebble tech. Everyone loves yeah. pebble tech. And I was like, yeah. it is 2003 and we're not yeah. going with pebble tech because that'll give it a time stamp. People will go, oh, this is a beautiful old Spanish house brought back in, in, in every authentic detail. And then they'd go, when would you do the pool? 2005? I don't want that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, you can date remodels by the, the flooring choices and the counter choices. Right. Which is why, you know, it's like you want to like when you buy men's fashion, you want to buy a, a Navy sport coat because it can last for 40 years. I agree. Not some trendy ass thing that you got to buy next month because it's changed already. You know, it's that sensibility. Is Pebble Tech a thing anymore? I I don't feel like I see it anymore. It, Pebble- I'll tell you what won't. Ha- I tell you what won't happen with Pebble Tech. You won't be slipping on your pool deck. That's true. The uh, Pebble got that nice. They do the whole pool with Pebble Tech. But boy, do I hate the way it looks. Pebble Tech is very. 1993 to 2005 but I, right. I don't I do I don't feel like I see it used as much as I as I used to see it but maybe they've redefined it or refined it a little bit Gary says uh, he's on the pebble tech website up going strong yeah. but they I think they have different versions oh they give you a yeah. picture of what it looks like underwater is that correct Gary that's, is that what we're looking at? I think they're, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not technically underwater, but through the water is, is sort of what they're showing, you know, how it's going to make the water appear. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, uh, the pictures look good, but they're on their website. I just say whatever it is. Now, I instead said to the pool guy, famously, although no one else knows this story but me, I said to him, I don't want uh, Pebble Tech, and I don't want a blue pool. I want a 1927s style deco Art Deco green pool. Oh, the, you are a man of, of vision. The, That's what you are. The color of those old swimming pools you see in those old pictures. Yeah, the public yeah, thing. like up at. Like at Hearst Ranch, like or that that old Hearst Castle vibe, right? Yeah, that and it's feel. that it's that great twenties deco green that they would do a lot of bathrooms in and stuff, yeah, fixtures yeah. and whatnot. So I said to the guy, I want it in this crazy deco green. And the guy was like, uh, sure you don't want the pebble tech? And I was like, No. And he goes, Well, no one does this green. I'd have to make it up for you. And I said, Yeah, okay, whip it up. And uh so he whipped up this off kind of deco green and he, uh, before he plastered the pool, he, uh, you know, like knocked on the door and he said, uh, I want you to sign something. And I said, uh, what? And he said, uh, he pulled out a piece of paper with the plaster smeared on the paper. And he said, sign yeah. this because when you hate this yeah. color, I don't want you coming back to me. 
And how did it end up looking, man? Uh, I don't know. Gary can probably find pictures of that pool. Lake Hollywood? From Lake Hollywood. I, I, I came out perfectly. I even put a tile stripe down the middle of it with the two ending T's on the end of it, just like uh, they did back in the day. Gary will look for that. I'll tell you about uh, Roman. 42% of men experience hair loss. There are lots of options to help you stop balding. And you can stop it in its tracks. The sooner you start, the easier it is to keep the hair you have. Roman, clinically proven medication to help treat hair loss, get prescription medications, and over-the-phone treatments as well, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Plus, specially formulated shampoos and conditioners to fortify and moisturize hair so it looks fuller. Simply complete a free online visit. Then a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will uh, work with you to find the best plan. If meds are appropriate, Roman ships it direct in discreet packaging with free two-day shipping. It's Roman. Right, Gary? That's right. Right now, Roman has a special offer for our listeners. Use this link to get 20% off your first order. Just go to GetRoman.com slash ACE today. That's GetRoman.com slash ACE for 20% off. All right. So, so I, I had a, I did a house up in Calabasas and insisted that we. Do, I wanted to do the floor, the walnut, beautiful walnut floor blue. Mm-hmm. So, so the guy stained the floor blue, and it was really beautiful. And then I, of course, didn't think it was blue enough, and went over it again. And then when they put the the finish on it, it literally looked like shit. <laughs> And I ruined the floor. <laughs> Guy should have given you the swatch for you to sign. I know it, man. I know it. That looks great, actually. Look at that. That's beautiful, Adam. Yeah, we're looking at a picture of it, but it doesn't really fully capture the green part of it. But yeah, it came out. It came out uh, perfectly. And I think in and I think in California, man, or any place where it's warm most of the time, the darker the I always think like the darker the pool, the more the less you'll have to rely on heating, won't you? Doesn't it yeah. get the water warmer? Yeah, there's a picture where you can see the green. How uh how it's that deco green. Did you ever did you ever stand on that balcony with, with a uh, a guitar and a huge sombrero and, and serenade your beautiful ladies at the poolside? As a matter of fact, I didn't, but I, <laughs> I, I did jump off that balcony into the pool many yeah. a time. Best way to wake up in the morning. And yeah. also, old school pools are deep. I don't know what yeah. the deal was. People were only five foot five back then, but the pools were 11 feet deep. I think it was the diving board. I have a really deep pool. Mine was done in 51 originally, and the, it's super deep also. And that was the diving board. Yeah, the the reason people break their necks by the, with, by with the, diving by the boards. Way, yeah. By the way, people who have pools now and the, the rules around diving boards are so pussy, it makes me sick. Oh, yeah. That the, divi- the diving board has become like dodgeball. It, you could hurt yourself diving. Right. right. Come on. Yeah. Please. No, it, um, it, it's funny because the way they would – I think the problem they had with people breaking their neck – with pools is the pool would start shallow and then dip down pretty quickly to deep. The right. diving boards back in the day were big and they were long yeah. and you'd stand yeah. on the end of them and you'd launch yourself. But if you launched yourself far enough, you'd be out of the deep part of the pool and into the <laughs> slope part of the pool. You So you're going head first into four feet. 
even though you just yeah. jumped over the eleven foot part. Yeah. That's how they uh how they rolled that back then. That's probably it. Yeah. Um all right, Gary, what do we got? Well, we got an email a video question here. Uh let's see. This one comes to us from Mark and it says, Gentlemen, uh here is my video question about our guest bathroom attached. Let me know if you need any more information or pictures. Mark, and I'm gonna put it up on Zoom right now for you guys. Hey, gentlemen, this is Mark from St. Charles, Illinois. Um, just redid the bathroom in this house here. This is uh, my house, my son's bathroom. Uh, you know, typical 1987, uh, you know, colonial style house. Uh, Stromer, Stromer will be familiar with these. Uh, they're all over northern Illinois. Uh, so as you can see, I put in a new, um, basically everything in this bathroom is new except for the shower. Now that I have it all done, I even had this down to taking the subfloor out, plumbing underneath, new toilet, toilet the works. Long story short, now that it's back together, I realize how sort of dingy the shower actually looks. Uh, and I was going to live with it, except for there are a few places in the tile here where you can see the grout was beginning to deteriorate. So I just threw some silicone on there for a short-term solution. Uh, so the challenge is that I don't want to tear this bathroom apart again because I just refinished everything else. Um, and like a dumbass, I did not think enough about the shower situation when I was doing it. And so my two ideas are basically one to regrout this. Uh, the tile itself is in good shape. It's just the grout that is getting old. Uh, it looks like you can buy different attachments for the Dremel tool to get that out of there and regrout it. I assume that's going to take a long time and be a huge mess and a big pain in the butt, but that might be my best option. The only other thought I had was, um, you know, these rebath companies will come in and put the plastic walls over the tile and, and um, retain the original tub base in there. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to love the way that looks, but if that's the easiest uh, thing to do, I'm open to it. Also, I don't know what would happen here on the side with the sort of tile coming down on the outside. I, I don't know if I, I assume they've got a way to deal with that. But again, um, I would like to preserve this as much as I can because I just finished remodeling the rest of the bathroom. So... That is my challenge, guys. I appreciate any advice you have, and keep up the great show. Thanks. Yeah. Doesn't this doesn't this seem like a a, a job for Billy, the special needs neighbor boy, to do? Like what you talked about last week with the the grout saw, and just kind of going around and doing that. And once it's just slightly channeled out, they sell these grouts that have adhesive property to them as well. As long as you clean it off really well. It won't yeah. catch on the tile. Well, but that's it seems a like it, that's a Stromer question. How much of it, of any existing grout do we need to remove before we re-grout? If you literally took one of those saws that are that looks like a razor blade that you put in a knife on a wood handle and just went around each grout line, you know, started at the top and worked your way down, it would probably take two days if Billy the neighbor boy came in. And you only need to go down like, you know, and not even an eighth, like two, a sixteenth and a half is enough just to get all the old grime off. And then that new grout that that has adhesive and it will totally stick and look fine. But you do have to watch your ass on cleaning it because if you leave it on, it's very difficult to get off. I think that's three thirty seconds, but. Um, that you say the thing looks like a razor blade, but it looks like a razor blade with sand on it. It's a tungsten yeah, blade, yeah. right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you could use one of those multi tools, you know, and probably just 
you probably buzz through it pretty quick with a multi-tool and one of those yeah. tungsten blades. Uh, so that's one way. And then you have to you know blow it out, clean it, clean it real well and regrout it. That's easy. But let's not rule out the bath fitter angle because of the look on the missus's face when she walks in there and sees what you've done to the place. Oh my Lord. I know so quickly. And the guy will have, as we, as we've spoken of before, khaki pants and a Navy eyes on. That's right. And And you'll never see him do any of the actual work. All you'll see him do is at the end, he'll have a yellow microfiber rag and he'll just be buffing out the last bits before. And as she she walks in, he'll have a platter and he'll say cheese. And there'll be a couple of little cheese wheels on a silver platter. (laughs) I have never seen anyone in the construction industry buffing something out. No, I've never either. experienced that. I've seen them throwing shit on the floor and lighting a cigarette, but I've never seen the buff out move. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. You know, the very earliest forms of this sort of refitting bath stuff it was uh, stuff called Marlite. You familiar with Marlite? Yes. Marlite. Wait a minute. Do you know Stromer? You're just making a noise. Wait, isn't that, the, isn't that the stuff that they put on cars to change the color of the cars? No. Kind of? No. <laughs> no. What's that one? That's car light. No. It is, really? No, I made that up. Mar Marlite. Gary will find me at Marlite. So have you guys, everyone has experienced this. Gary, Emmy, you have walked into a bathroom at like a truck stop, right? In the middle of Merced. And when you walk in, you see that white sheet of textured plastic that's on the wall that goes halfway up the wall with a little white plastic edge on top of it and then a little corner edge thing. And it's basically, because they're a truck stop, they don't want people... You know, blowing snot rockets and pissing on the side of the wall and stuff. So they can't just have the drywall there. It's that weird. It 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 screams. This is a bad bathroom in a bad part of town. But it's it's that comes in four by eight sheets. It's yep. thin as shit. You just glue it to the wall and then you put like a little top cap strip on it, and a little strip in the corner where it where it meets and maybe a little base strip or sometimes you just run that down and it always comes up to the four foot level and that's what Marlite is. Cause I, one of I, my one of my favorite glory holes is in yeah, yeah. said and I think it does have it's Marlite. Got the Marlite. I, so yeah. I uh I've installed that stuff in my glorious career. And yeah. uh so now what Gary showed me, so the stuff I'm talking about that's circa 1983, you know. What Gary's shown me now is that Marlite, because this is what companies do, they innovate. So now they have patterns and tiles and stuff, you know. So instead of just a white piece, it's kind of generic flesh-colored plastic stuck to the wall. And they put a little texture on it. looked a little bit like a textured wall. And, you know, you could clean it with Windex. That was all. Now Gary's saying they have all kinds of different offerings. Is that true? 
Yeah, there are a ton here. I'm going to show up. I'm throwing up another page. So they've got ones that replicate marble, wood, stone. They now will print on them. So if you're the University of Michigan and you need a wall for the locker room, it comes all pre-printed with the logos and such. So, yeah, they got a ton of different products now, it would appear. So it's essentially laminate for your bathroom. And... And I'm and isn't it made? Isn't it made of like? Uh, uh, um, it, it's almost like a masonite or something, isn't it? Like that vibe with just a. Ba- it's a backing piece of. It's material a. It's a really. It. It's a really thin piece of plastic, essentially. And okay, gotcha. So what you would do? What I would do is I would go. Well, what offerings do they have? Maybe there's something cool, or maybe there's something that replicates the pattern of the existing tile. Or um, maybe uh, maybe we want to get the uh, University of Michigan marching band up there, or a big picture of my son nude, so he can look, <laughs> <laughs> so he can look at himself. I'm sure so a picture a picture of me and Adam thumbs up across from the toilet, yeah, encouraging him to make a nice friendly stool. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, and I gotta believe the Marlite company is probably has standards and practices you know what i mean like it it has to be like vanity plates you know you can't write fuck off on a vanity plate but you could put your last name on there right so so obviously the picture of us would have to be tasteful it would yes what do you think blazers something formal right no 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 i'm 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 saying nude, but tasteful, like so nude, like nude posed so that you don't see our genitals, but you know we're nude. You know, like when a starlet is eight months pregnant and she poses for Vogue. Yes, that kind of shot where the arm is kind of covering up and the hand is slid down. Right. So maybe, maybe you're. I'm around you, and you're in my arms, and we're just looking fondly at him, and you're just slightly turned to the to the away from camera, so we don't see your junk. I think if you're behind or me, or a fruit, fruit bowl in front of of your genitals. <laughs> I think if you're behind me, you could just slide your hands down. You know what I mean? To- yes, yes, that's exactly right. All right, so we'll or a potter's. How about a potter's wheel? Like, a potter's like wheel. Ghost. Yeah, like we're doing ghost. The ghost scene. Yes. <laughs> so I would submit that to the Marlite Company. <laughs> now I don't know, Gary. I don't know if they would want you to put the Marlite directly over the tile. Which you know, it's not. It's uneven. It's not that uneven. You you right. would you would put it on with mastic and a notch trowel, right, Gary? So <laughs> yeah, I they have their own special adhesive, but yes, it looks exactly like that. And then they say you roll the panel after installation. So I don't roll it with a wheel. Yeah. Okay. And then so, so wait, Adam. Yeah. It's not it's not rigid though. Though like like with a backer board scenario, right? It is. It saying- is rigid. It is rigid. It, it, it's, um, I don't know, Gary, they're probably going to give you how many mil thick it is, and then I won't fucking know what the mil is, but it's it's under an eighth, or it used to be under yeah. an eighth. I don't, I don't know yeah. what it is now. Is it give it some sort of like it's five mil thick or something like that? I don't mean millimeter. 
I don't think. Right. I mean, like mill, but Gary can look it up. So one could, and here's, here's what he could do if he wanted to do it. He could go in there and he could go online and he could pick out three sheets of Marlite or whatever it was going to take. Right. Whatever. And, and whatever yeah. pattern and whatever, you know, I don't know, go with, Go with a metal finish or, or go with a concrete finish or whatever the offerings they had. Find the one you like. Make a template. You got to make a template. Don't, don't just measure and drop it in. Things are going to be cattywampus. I, I, I would do like a, a, a cardboard uh, template or at least do the templates like the countertop guys do where – you take uh, yeah with a with a stick yeah with yeah, this with the, wood. with the flaps of luon yeah they they, they right. do rip strips of like three inch wide luon you know and put it in gun, there yeah. staple it in or glue gun it in or what, whatever that yeah. is you know make that then you go out and uh, follow the template um, take your uh, notch trowel put the Put the mastic on there and then roll it with the wheel. You, you don't even really need to roll it with the wheel. You can just tap, tap, tap it with your palm over and over. You know, really just set it, set it in. Or you and can, they do cor- they do those corner trim pieces too. Inside right? corner trim yeah, piece, corners, top yeah, yeah. top edge trim right. piece. You could trim it out. I mean, if you're good, you could do it that way and it'd be pretty cheap. But would it, is it waterproof enough to to shed shower water and stuff? Yeah, yes, it's, it's I guess. All, right, it's, it's made. It's made for the bathroom. I mean, I, oh. I don't know if it's made for the shower stall, but it's definitely meant for one million truckers to piss two thousand <laughs> gallons yeah, of piss on it for thirty years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 0.09 yeah. in the mill is that or inch or inches. Nine so, nine hundredths of an inch thick. So that's thin. Okay. Thin. So one more thing. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely. Is it so? Th- is it so thin that it'll show the grout joints behind it? That was going to be my next question. Yeah. Yeah. You should definitely clean the shit out of the tile. You should definitely etch the tile. And I think if you put on. A, use one of those notched comb trowels, you know, and put on the yeah. mastic and roll it out. I, I think you would get it, but you may have to skim the shit with grout and get everything back up to you know surface height. Yeah. All right, that's my Marlite yeah. solution. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, you know, because conversely, you rip out all the top the tile walls. That's a thirty-five yeah. to five thousand dollars job. I think really this, I, I, I think this is a quick and inexpensive fix. You guys marvel at how much I know about the building, or I do. You do? Yeah, I do as well. They play pretty close. I, I, do, I, I actually do. I, I interrupt your flow. At all. I play pretty close to the vest. I Dropping never hear Marlite about knowledge over I'm here. That's a, that's a Marlite mic drop. You can't argue. <laughs> all right. Let me tell you about concrete. That's what I wanted to say. Concrete. Man, this stuff is good. I take it. Dr. Drew takes it. Your body makes half the creatine it needs. The other half comes from your diet. But... Most American diets, not good with creatine-rich foods. 
concrete, patented creatine, HCLs, the favorite creatine of elite, well-informed athletes, the number one bioavailable creatine and the only microdosing creatine. Just one small scoop per 100 pounds of your body weight. It's got a nice lemony flavor. Put in a couple scoops, shake it up. Tastes good, and you immediately feel a burst of energy. Try it. You will... 100% agree with me. Creatine is required for functional energy in every cell, and your brain uses about 20% of the creatine in your body. So let's get started with some concrete, right, Gary? Take control of your health, both body and mind. Build a better you with concrete. Register now at con-crete.com slash podcast. That's con-crete.com forward slash podcast for a chance to win a $500 Walmart Visa gift card. Available now online and in stores at Walmart. Concrete is truly life-changing and performance-enhancing. All right, quick break. Right back after this. All right, so uh, we had a call, but I think the call dropped off. So what do we got here, Gary? You know why? It was, it was probably another one of the people calling desperately about Marlite information. And all of your right. questions were answered. Chances are. <laughs> I just checked every Marlite box in the book, man. All right. All uh, right, so we have an email question mm-hmm. here, and there are a few pictures. I'll try to cycle through them as I read this gentleman's nice. message. Uh, it yeah. says, Ace and Strummer, get it on. I am planning on removing my fireplace because I am tired of patching – sorry, tired of patching the failing mortar and leaks in the roof around the chimney. Also, because it will be more efficient to have the wood stove open to the room than stuck in the firebox where all my heat just goes out the chimney. The wood stove will be moved to another location at the side of the room with a new chimney built outside of the house. Any tips on supporting the ridge beams until I can get the rock removed and new support beams built or put in place? My biggest concern is the house was built in 1953 and was originally just a cabin. So I have no idea I have no idea of knowing what is underneath the stone facility or what exactly is supporting the beams until I start to remove some rock. I assume there is concrete block because that's what the chimney and fireplace foundation is made out of. But if the workmanship on the chimney is anything like the rest of the house, it's anybody's guess. Uh, He has some additional notes here about the size of the living room beam and the bedroom beam if you'd like them, but that is from Robert. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, mean, there's there's no way the fireplace is supporting anything. No. Right? No, yeah, it's just no. it's always it's always a freestanding facade I think within these scenarios. I wouldn't be worried, but if you're concerned just get a couple of 4x4 four four posts and if they're not long enough you could build an 8-foot wall and then stack the post from the top of the 8-foot wall and cut it to size huh? to hold it in place, right? No. You know, you make get a, a longer you, post. Yeah, but I mean if they if it, I don't know if it's more than 12 feet, 15, 16 feet, I don't it's, know. It's, no, it's it's 12 feet or 11 yeah, feet. Yeah, it's not, it's not just get a 12 foot. Yeah, right? Yeah, um, well, okay, yeah, you want to pick up the load, obviously. You want to put a kicker under there, as we used to call it. You know, 4 by 4 will work. I wouldn't, don't go any smaller than 4 by 4 um, Yeah. I would... Also, see about just getting like a jack, you know, screw jack stand or something. You know, rent a yeah. rent, rent a thing up there. It's got more of a base on it. Um, take a look what's under the beam, uh, under the post. Um, th- don't put it in the middle of the bay, in the middle of the floor. It's it's liable to push through or flex down or something like that. You know, yeah. get or under the house and ply, piece of plywood down that spans the joists would be fine, probably right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even 
just a four by four piece of plywood. You know, get your yeah. base figured out, get your top figured out, um, and and I also. You know, I, I'm trying to th- figure out a way not to mar things up, but I, I don't like just wedging it in. I like to build a little saddle or something for it up there, you know, screw on a couple of ears of plywood or something. So it just it just has a little more attachment to the beam right. that you're you're right. throwing it up against. Um, yeah, once you do that, you should be pretty good because – I've torn out a fireplace or two. It's a freestanding monolithic masonry chimney with a firebox and everything that goes straight up. The The framing will go to it on the outside right. or the inside, but I've, I've not, I've not known it to hang off of it. Uh, right. But definitely. I mean, that's why I remember in the Northridge quake, that's, like all the fireplaces fell because of that exact reason, right? There's no structure to them. They're just freestanding. Oh yeah. The first earthquake 72 and my hundred year old Valley house that I lived in with my mom that had a very tall brick chimney because it had to go up higher than the roof line. And that was like eight or nine feet tall. It just fell right over and just landed. It landed right in the neighbor's yard. And we never fixed it. We never fixed it. We never fixed that chimney. Did you make fires on a shorter fireplace? No, no. We never lit a fire. We weren't weren't that into s'mores. There there was just what the roof looked like is a roof line coming down and like two or three bricks broken off at the top of it and just an open space. Beautiful. We didn't cap it. We didn't put a dampener in it. We didn't touch it. Just and fell you, over. You didn't even you didn't even cook a pot of possum in no. the fireplace area. No, right. we had nothing. But that was uh, yeah. That that's what we had. So probably not. But I'll tell you what I would do. I would go to the front. I would chip off a few pieces of the stonework, and I would investigate just to make sure that that top ridge beam wasn't let in or on a shelf of some kind. Right. Your point about those bottle jacks, they can buy you, you know, if it's like 12, five. Oh, I'm saying screw jack. Sorry. Uh, yeah. They'll, but the, like, if you got yourself a little bottle jack, you know, you can buy them at, uh, at one of the cheap stores for 50, 80 bucks. And it'll lift the entire house up easy. Oh yeah, no. I've I've lifted an outer deck with a four by four post and a small bottle right. jack underneath it. It's a little bit hairy. Yeah, going that direction. But yeah. um, and also, if you do jack it, be careful that your that fireplace doesn't fall on you. You know what I'm saying? Because if it is just freestanding and you move the framing, it could just tumble on you. So beware. Yeah. Um, Fire. I've had I had a chimney and a, and a fireplace start to crack and and come down on me uh, before yeah. as well because I put a chain around it and some come alongs at the ceiling height. And I was trying to suck a wall in from the other side. It's a long story, but it was kind of kind of damn hairy, man. But I did you almost die? No, the, but the guy who was inside 
who was uh, standing on the ladder and working the come along with the chains going about the ceiling height on a, a what yeah. would have been the ceiling height on a vaulted ceiling. I walked outside and saw the crack starting to form in the fireplace and starting to head toward him. And I ran back in and yelled, like, get out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was crazy, man. I had a house from 1923, and it, the walls were so bowed out in the living room that I had to put come-along chains on top and suck the whole place back in. Oh, my Lord. Have you ever had forms blow on on a concrete pour? Uh, yeah. I've that's, had, a, that's, that's scary. Had that's the concrete really forms blow. I mean, they used to blow because people formed with one by six and sometimes right. not enough form ties. Now they go with the plywood and all those form ties. I also had a concrete pumpers hose burst a hole in the middle of it inside the house, inside the oh apartment I was working on <laughs> all the way down the hall to start shooting concrete all, all over the place. Oh yeah. Right? Oh man. Oh man. What do you say to the lady then? Well, this was doing earthquake rehab in like oh, Koreatown man. and we were pumping it in to pour footings underneath this house that I had to uh, apartment big apartment unit I had to crawl around under so nobody really cared because it was subsidized housing. You know, yeah. there's these weird units, these weird single units with a Murphy bed in Koreatown and the building had like 50 units in it and everyone God, had, and that, everyone was now crazy. That place, is, that place is hot now with all the kids, right? K-Town is where you want to be. I don't know if a place like the place I used to work on, Gary knew it, Mariposa. Was that the street it was on? Yeah. Was it Mariposa or that's another? No, it's Mariposa. Oh, it is. I think it's like 520 if memory serves, but I have it here somewhere. Yeah. That we that was an earthquake rehab job that was five twenty South Mariposa five twenty South Mariposa I rehabbed that place earthquake wise dirty very crappy work uh, yeah the no, worst and when you were fucking modeling in your dolphin shorts and banging the so head tan. cheerleader I, I was, I was fucking yeah, crawling was. underneath a condemned apartment building off of Mariposa. I was trying to figure out how I could go deeper with the band of Soleil. I, I wasn't quite brown enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. Is it? What's the? What would be the sale price on that? Do they give a price on the billion? The estimate man. right there is one point seven five. One point yeah. seven five for a, a twenty-five unit building. How many? Does it say how many units? Does Zillow say how many units that thing is? I mean, I went in every goddamn unit in that motherfucking building, and I, I, it, it was four, three or four stories high. Forty-eight unit. Forty-eight units. Wait, that's all, that seems like not expensive for forty-eight units, doesn't it? Now you're making my point, Stromer. Wow, because it's a shit show been owned and operated by the same owner for 24 years so there's estimate is one thing but i mean who knows get that guy in the blower let's give him a hard number yeah low ball right one, now we'll give you one five We're one done. five <laughs> i'll throw in some marlite 40, 40 why does it say six bedrooms 48 baths I'll tell you why. Is there 42 studios? Yes. Oh. And I've been in every one of them. 
I tore out every kitchen, oh, wait. every isn't bathroom. That good, is, isn't that a great price for a rental? Right? I mean, God, that seems like we should buy this building. Well, I'll well, tell for sale. That's his estimate, <laughs> but I mean, that's based oh, on. Well, that's, that's why you got to make him an offer. I was all hot. I was getting nervous. I was trying to figure it out and wire some money right now. Uh, no, here's what's here's what here's the dealio. Yeah. That building, when I worked on it in 1987, everyone who lived in there, with the exception of Millie, who was the manager and maybe even Millie, the manager, that everyone in there was on subsidized housing. They're all oh. subsidized. And wait a second. Now I'm scrolling deeper. And although this estimate does still say one seven, I'm seeing that it's sold in 2019 for nine three seven five. That that makes more yeah. sense. We're gonna that's, have to up our bid to yeah, two yeah, to one one seven. <laughs> yeah, one seven seemed exquisitely cheap for forty eight <laughs> units. They okay. There may be something with that building. If you oh, buy you it, you, you must. You, yeah, you have to make it subsidized again, right? You can't gouge hipsters. You have to right. do the subsidy thing because yeah, every right. crazy old human being whose unit I lived in was being subsidized. And that's what I remember. And, 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 and out, of, out of every unit. How many times were you propositioned for sex? They're all old men, pretty much. <laughs> well, I still need to know your answer. <laughs> <laughs> 27 times. Okay. <laughs> but on the top, the top floor must have had six units with a bedroom. And I never went, I rarely went into the top floor units because yeah. when you're earthquake rehabbing a old brick building like that, you got to start at the bottom. You start right. with the footings underneath. You do shear walls. You go up. The first units that get it, the, the units that get the worst are on the first floor. I we were literally blocking cement, blocking in their windows. Oh my god! Then you'd go up to the next one. It'd be a bunch of shear wall. By the time you got to the top units you didn't need to do nearly as much time in them if you can if you can picture that all yeah. right let's see i'll do one more spot here and then we got a call up there about concrete yeah. pouring uh let me tell you about claire innovative new e-commerce paint startup that takes the hassle out of paint shopping designer curated colors Peel and stick swatches. That's nice. You don't have to do the blue tape or the pin going into the drywall. And premium supplies delivered straight to your door. So if you want the good stuff and you don't feel like stain, the average paint line at the big box store is uh, 70, 17 hours. <laughs> Yeah. Over under 17 <laughs> founded by an interior designer. Claire brings an expert point of view on color. Unlike traditional paint brands that overwhelm you with thousands of colors. Claire color genius fun. Two minute quiz about your space and your style gives you uh, your personality in paint 
and they'll sort of work that in, and then they'll make recommendations. Plus, paint formulations that are zero, V-O-C. We know Stromer loves that. Green Guard, gold certified for better indoor air quality. Go to Claire.com. Claire.com slash ace for 10% off your first order. That's Claire.com slash ace and get that 10% off. All right. One last call here. Nick, 35, Iowa. Hey. Hi, guy. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, no, um, I'm doing a house build, and our concrete guy poured our basement. Uh, the walls are the off square by 12 inches in 60 Whoops. feet. 60? And, uh-huh. um, Wait a minute. I'm wondering what... In 60 feet. What? 60 feet? Yeah. Did you put a tape on it corner to corner and then cross the other corner and do the X and check for square that way? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did three, four, five, and it's basically every four feet are, it's between five eighths and three quarters uh, off square. Is that Pythagorean, Pythagorean theorem? Pythagorean theorem. Pythagoras. Yeah, the three, four, five. All right, you can do it that way. You can also tell something square by just making a big X, you know, one yeah. corner to the other yeah. corner. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, these are con- – <laughs> what do you want? It's a concrete guy. Um, but, oh, yeah. But, so then your whole house is going to be off by that much, right? Oh, yeah. We've had to basically just abandon squaring to the outside walls and just square the inside walls. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wondering if, if with uh, if you've ever dealt with uh, you know off square and dealing with we're doing a hip roof and um, how much does that affect when you're putting your trusses on on the angles of the the hips like do you end up having to shim a lot or does it end up working out? Is it all framed up or have you started framing? Yeah, I'm framed. Actually, I'm working on the sheeting right now, so it, we're all framed up. It would have been to have them fix it at the time would have been a year and a half, basically, of legal fights. So, yeah, not I, worth going through did, that. Did path. you did you did you get anything off the price of the poor? Please, God. I'm pretty sure my boss has cut off his a, a big chunk of his um, payment. But yeah, he also, okay. we're in a smaller town, so there, you're a limited number of people, so you don't necessarily want to piss people off. Right. I, I got to tell you, if I had a foundation formed and basement poured, and I don't know what the mud sill, is, is the mud sill six inches wide or ten inches wide or something like that? Uh, we did eight. All right, somewhere between six and ten. There you go. So eight. That sounds about right. And you guys frame with two by fours or two by six? Two by six. So you got eight and five and a half. I if I and and, and they poured uh, J bolts. Did they put J bolts yeah. into the top? They poured that they, in. They never stick them out properly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I, if I was starting from that point, I might try to frame square on top of it, which would mean some of the 
bottom plate was on and some of it was off. You know what I'm saying? I, I would have considered that. Oh, yeah, no. And, and, we would have done 12 by, inches two is not possible to, to yes, fly or no. to hang over. No, you would, have, you would have had to add on to the to, to, to the to the mud sill. Uh, I mean, when I pour yeah. something next to it, down into it. Blah, blah, I mean, blah. I mean, it, it's all going to be free balled, you know what I mean? So, by like as you get to it, it'll reveal itself, and yes, you're going to have to shim and cut and change support. It's all going to move on. Well, right? are you do- no- are you doing prefab truss up top, or are these yeah gonna- all prefab trusses? Oh. They actually just got delivered yesterday, so it'll be a nice pile to work through. Hmm. Yeah, if you're making the trusses on site, obviously just make them accordingly. Um, it's I, I've never really experienced this. I, I'm guessing you can work with it, but um, it is kind of a bitch, and it, it probably would have been good to know before you framed or maybe did know before you framed because I would have taken more time and added on concrete and, and tried to go up square, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah. but uh, as they say, it is what it is, and as they also say, you can't see it from my house, so I'm not that <laughs> no, interested. It, actually, it, it looks fine. It's just uh, making the rooms um, not look weird, and like our window jams not be off square if we're trying to square up a room. Yeah, I I'll, I would slowly try to work up and work towards square. I I can't tell you what's going to happen with those prefab truss and i'm sorry you're going through this uh nick but i think i think it'll it'll be fine i i think it'll work out it's just uh it's kind of a bitch and it would definitely bother me all right uh and on that happy note stromer's got to go on a horse ride around central park damn damn right i'm gonna get in the buggy with mrs stromer and we're gonna do a romantic with with a blanket and a picnic basket yeah, what a life right. Stromer's got over there. <laughs> Look at you. You're just like, uh, you're really just like the little Jesus on everyone's dashboard, aren't you, Stromer? Yeah, just, I really am. They're going I'm about the little, their business, and you're just, yeah, just stuck to away. it, sailing along. <laughs> <laughs> Not a care in the world. Not one. All right, uh, October 28th and 29th, San Diego, Mike Drop Comedy, going to be doing stand-up there, stand-up as well as uh, live pods. And you can go to amcroll.com because uh, at some point we'll be heading to St. Louis at Helium Comedy Club. That'll be November 11th and 12th in Vegas, November 2nd. I'm all over the place. Just go to amcroll.com. Until next time, it's Adam Carolla. For Eric Stromer, say it. Mahalo. Subscribe on iTunes or visit aceontheroof.com. This is Corolla Digital. Do you own, do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. 
All this month, celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month with Pluto TV. Watch movies like Compadres in the Spy Kids trilogy or your favorite stars like Luis Gerardo Mendez in Camino a Marte. Plus, Pluto TV has thousands more movies and TV shows and over 45 channels in Spanish, all for free. So download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming today. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free.